Ayo. Oh, man, I was going to burp into the mic to test it. Ew. Damn it. But it pat. Wait. No, no, you don't need to. You really. <clears throat> oh, yeah, there, there we go. Is. There it is. As for you, loyal listener. I'm sorry, loyal listeners. Imagine, imagine, imagine someone is like listening to us for the first time. And that's they're how like, they're greeted. Oh, the silly Marillion. Oh, this sounds I like mean, a I cute, wholesome just hop right time. In. It's just me like burping right into their ear. I'm sorry, new listeners. Go back. We are actually. I was gonna say we're more dignified than this, but we're not. I mean, <laughs> what age do they say that you reach full mental maturity? Like 25 yeah. or something. Okay, so I'm past that. <laughs> so do with that as what you will. That's that's oh, the point where I'm god. at. Oh god. I, I'm a boy who likes burps and Baja Blast. Line up, ladies. <laughs> oh. I'm a very refined gentleman. Oh my gosh, I was talking with someone on Lord of the Rings Twitter, and their little bio says my favorite color is Baja Blast, and I was like, is this the perfect person for you? TBD. Hell yeah. Send me their DMs. Come on, let's go. We will get to the point in the book where I'm like, that is canonically Baja Blast in my mind, so... Oh, is it in this book? Yes, it is. At least two chapters from now, I Okay. Think. I see with Galadriel, right? Yeah, it's a... Uh, well, it's like how uh, I came up with the miraculous drink of Galadriel's bathwater, which is horrifically sweet. Baja Blast mixed with Moscato. Delicious. I like when my drinks Delicious. don't taste like alcohol, though, so preferred. You and me both. The name is just I intriguing. Always... <laughs> I mean, any self-respecting lover of women should kind of raise their eyebrows at that. Yeah, I, and I as mean, a self-respecting lover of women. As a self-respecting lover of women, I can completely attest to I do enjoy the ladrils. Bath, bath water, water every now and then on a hot LA summer day. On a hot, God. <laughs> on a hot 100 degree LA summer day. <laughs> Those are rare. You just happen to be here on that I just happened to be there for the one week where it was entirely. <laughs> the fact that I'm like, wow, I went to a wedding in the desert and it was, <laughs> it was not as hot as this. <laughs> and then you left it two days later, it was say, beautiful weather. Because I was, I was talking with Connor. I'm like, oh, yeah, last time I was there, it was hot as balls. And Connor's like, yeah, well, you were in the desert. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Tori's wedding was delightful. There was a wind going on. There it was, was beautiful. It was delightful. You just stay in the shade. Perfect. You don't have to complain. It was when we went to fucking Disneyland that it was hot as balls. Disneyland said, no, we must melt Paul upon his entrance. The hottest place on earth. Oh, Disneyland. hey, this is beyond the point and pre-podcasting, but Max said yeah. Thursday after work, so tell Finn. Okay. Or I can tell Finn. I'll, I'll tell Finn. Yeah, you can tell Finn, I can tell Finn. Or Finn can listen to this delightful oh, podcast wow, a week from now. <laughs> the listing is gone. We only, we, I only communicate with my roommate through my podcast. Hey, Paul, what do you want for dinner? Listen to the podcast. <laughs> I start every podcast with, like, a list of things I need to tell Finn and count on them to, like, listen in. Shout out to oh, Finn. God. And that's where you get your Shout ad out. money to pay your rent. And then it's just, like, it's self, it's a self-circle. Hell yeah. I mean, when, I, when you sent me that $169 from the Patreon, nice. I was just like, nice. Hell yeah. Perfect. The perfect amount. What was that? Hello? A uh, child. 
<laughs> just a, just a, a child, child just screaming outside. Children. You know children, when it gets nice outside, they just decide yelling at the top of their lungs is the best thing to do. Sounds like my neighbors. I mean, from the amount of times I've heard them, yes, agreed. <laughs> They're just loving life, though, Tori. Uh, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, you had a fun little weekend, uh, uh, a pre-birthday celebration yes. from it's... our good friend and your spouse. <laughs> Our good friends. You guys seem like really good friends. Think you had a whole ceremony <laughs> about how what good friends you are. Yes, it is my wife's birthday this Wednesday, but when people hear this, it'll be last Wednesday. And we did a little nice cabin in the woods and just had some sweet little friend time. And it was Honestly, lovely. that's what I would love for my birthday. Just yeah. hang out with friends, chat it up. Mm-hmm. Chill. Did some puzzles, played some Uno, drank some drinks. It was a good time. Have some deep conversations yeah. late into the night. Oh, yeah. And, okay, I don't think there's anything pure than waking up by, like, the sound of your friends laughing. And just having that. That is such... That, that, the, it's the sleepover vibes. Yeah. It's the... We're all sleeping over. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can never sleep in the same room as me, though, because you will hear me go... You guys asleep yet? <laughs> just like I was that fucking kid at sleepover. Oh sleep no! The pre-bed zoomies. Like, you, you're just you are just on the cusp of sleep. Everyone else in our friend group has dozed off, but then you'll hear me go, Tori, Tori. No, Paul. Went to bed. If you could Chill. fuck a hobbit, no. which hobbit would you fuck? Close your eyes, Sam. Now close your eyes. Okay, thanks, Molly. Hey, Molly. <laughs> and Molly's just like, same answer. Go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> and that just cuts to Mac with just a pillow about to just, just smother suffocate me. you. <laughs> yeah, basically. I did get a lovely compliment. Um, when... Well, I expect you always get lovely compliments. Yes, but this especially, because all of our friends were high. We're in the woods. We're laying down. And then I just hear, Tori, you're so beautiful. You look like Elbereth. And I look over and it's Shane complimenting me. And I was like, I'm a cry, Shane. This of is course the best, it was Shane. This is the best compliment you have ever given me, ever. This is now the third podcast where we have mentioned Shane. Shane, are you listening? Shane! I need to text listen Shane to be us. Like, you better listen to our podcast. We've been talking Shane, about Shane, listen you to our fucking three podcast. Three episodes in a row. What else are you doing? I'm on your Instagram. You're just looking at lakes and shit. What are you doing? Listen to our fucking podcast. Goddamn. Well, she's right, though. <laughs> I, 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 do we need, like, a portion of our podcast called the Shane Callout portion <laughs> where we just no, demand Shane to listen to our podcast? And we scream into the void. This is how we get people to listen to the podcast. We threaten them. We bully them. Info. It worked with Molly. <laughs> we tell them we talk shit about them until they listen. And it's really just all love. Oh, goodness. Uh, anyway, enough enough threatening our friends. Uh, I believe that's all I have to talk about. Uh, oh, I don't know if we've mentioned it on here. But we're... we're oh, wait. No, we did. Pausing patron. And Either way, we can still do this public service announcement. Take uh, a little yeah. break. So if you are subscribed to our Patreon, which you should be, we are pausing payments for the month of May. 
as I am moving at the end of May and will have no time whatsoever for watching movies or editing watching movies or whatever bullshit we want to talk about at that time. Uh, so if, if, if you're worried about paying May and not getting something, don't worry about it. You will not be charged. It's a, it's a freebie month. Um, heck, we could probably throw a freebie, uh, Patreon, uh, like, just one with us chatting. I could probably edit that in time, mm. but there would be no movie. There'd mm -hmm. be no movie club one. Um, and we'll only have... a break for podcasts too? Like our regular podcasts in May? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, uh, we will take a break our... This comes out May 3rd. May 17th will be... Uh, our cop. So, uh, there won't be a podcast on May 31st or June 14th, as I'll still be getting my bearings. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. June 28th will be the day, uh, we shall return the with. I believe that will be, that will be the mirror of Galadriel that we will return with. Mm-hmm. We're almost done, y'all. I'm almost in my us. first, like, Lord of the Rings book. Well... And then yeah. I'll be in LA, and then we can just like get coffee and chat in our we can fuck spare time in about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. So there's a little scheduling update, but come back because we we're almost done, and we have another little special guest on our last chapter. You'll never guess yes. who we might have mentioned. Uh, we haven't, because uh, you only texted me the information on that. Oh, well, you'll just have to stay tuned. We'll, we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> um, <laughs> And if you are an employer in the Los Angeles metropolitan area and requ require a, a devilishly handsome rogue from the Midwest to uh, fulfill, I don't know, orders for you or put data entry or edit or I can do, I wear many hats. Yeah, you, you're a jack of all trades. Please reach out to me, befriend me, give me money. Um, <laughs> you should also. We were talking about how you should do audiobooks. You would be really good at that. I have. Did I tell you that I've recorded the chapters of Fellowship of the Ring I, with sound effects and? I think like, so. Didn't you do that for Tolkien Tuesday? Like when you were yeah, like, it, wrapping that's, it up. And then uh, yeah, that's what I did. You I should did, and now put I that in a reel and like actually do that and make some money from it because you'd be really good. Gosh, I wish I just knew where to start. <laughs> yeah. like... uh, get together and reel. That's as far as I know. I, ha I know yeah, some people who write real? books, though. What's so... in the reel? Right, exactly Rips you that. by the collar. What's in the reel, Tori? <laughs> your, your greatest hits right. album containing every single song from this freaking book. Yes. And speaking of this chapter, actually, I'll hold it till we start. Save it for when we're actually talking chapter. about the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, enough faffing. <laughs> enough of this gay band. Enough waffling. Let's get down to it. In three, two, one. Hello, 
everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Silly Marillion. I am always your... I am always... I am always... I have always been your host, Paul. Tolkien scholar, aficionado of lore, enjoyer of fantasy literature, and, and uh, part-time DM. Pleasure to be here. And as always, accompanying me, my fellow member of the fellowship herself, Tori Elbreth Incarnate. Welcome, Tori. Hey, Welcome Paul. to the show. Thanks for having me this week. It's a pleasure to Glad be to here. Glad to have you, as always. Yeah, it's been so long. It's always nice yeah, to see your it's face. Been, it's been so long for like, I don't know, like a week or something. <laughs> a few um, days. It's been so Overwatch long since together. we played Overwatch this afternoon. That <laughs> 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 we didn't get to talk like this. We didn't get the banter. Yeah, yeah we just... saved it for this podcast. It was just you typing, oh, BRB, gotta take honey out, and me being like, oh, BRB, gotta take a stinky poo, and then just like, you know. Also, shout out to our <laughs> listeners who told us they listen to us while they poop. Glad to be there. Wait, the who said that? Call them out. But Send them to me. I need to know. <laughs> it was someone on our Discord said, yes, they do listen to us. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just need to check Discord more. Hey, if you want to join our Discord, it's a good time. The meme corner is chef's kiss. It's fantastic. And sometimes uh, you can provoke me into ranting about the Hobbit movies. <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> the Bridge of Khazad-dum. The Bridge of Khazad-dum. I think a moment of silence is necessary. Oh, yes. Um, not only because of the loss of a good friend and guide, but also this is our first chapter where there is not a poem or a song. Yes, that was exactly what I was going to say where I was like, wait, I got to wait till after till we start talking about exactly. the chapter. I noticed that too. And I'm wondering if that was intentional where it's like a character death, mm. no poem or song. You don't get it. That's no a poem or song. Good observation. Yeah. Keep that note. It's also right in time where you just got like a bunch of compliments on your singing and they're like, no, Paul, you don't get a sing no. in this chapter. No song. Well, instead I'll do my best Gandalf voice when we get to uh, oh, a good yeah, recording yeah. spot. It was a relatively my... short chapter. It's actually a very like... short chapter. It's action-packed, but Some it is a very down. short chapter. Yeah. I guess it's because there's less like descriptions of things that they're it's walking through. And there's actual things going yeah. on. Yeah, like the hobbits didn't just like pass out and we didn't just wake up and hear about it later. Yeah, it's so great when you actually get to see something happen. John. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Rolkin Rolkin Tolkien. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> so, our chapter begins with where we left off, which is essentially them discovering, hey, you know those dwarves who just kind of vanished For in Moria? For 30 years. They're, they're dead. Well, <laughs> um, rest in peace. Safe to say. Rest in power, little guys. But they luckily left behind a very detailed account of how they all fucking died. Yeah, for them to conveniently find. I thought it was hilarious, too, how Gandalf read it. And he he let us know which lines he could not read and that they're a little blurry or a little scuffed. I, I do actually love how Tolkien writes out Gandalf reading it because it does sound like someone is reading something to you. Yeah. And being like, uh, I can't make out this word. It could be <laughs> yesterday. I think it's yesterday. Yeah. Okay, so that would be this day. And like they like how like 
as he's reading through it, characters will, like, interact with him. Like, when he goes, uh, then Balin has set up his seat in the chamber of Mazarbul, and Gimli says, the chamber of records, I guess that is where we now stand. Mm-hmm. And then it, how it does, like, get mixed up, where Gandalf goes, I can read no more for a long way, except the word gold, and Durin's axe, and something helm, then Balin is now lord of Moria. And just how fragmented it is that makes it kind of go oh man i wonder what some of that is um in lord of the rings online when you go to moria Mm. uh you you try to figure out what durin's axe is because that's a important aspect in the quest and it's like a it's a relic that you have to try to find with these dwarves who are now trying to reclaim moria after the fellowship has made their way through. i love that i love when when games people fan like artists or authors just like take lore that is canon but like fill in the blanks with your own little stuff it's, it's like, amazing. I love that element. Um, another favorite element is when they take a very minor character that might even just be mentioned once and then create this whole headcanon about yeah. them and write fan fiction about them. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite things in um, George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire is that there's this one character who is uh, unnamed. She's only referred to as the Princess of Dorne. Mm-hmm. And there's like, already like a fan base just around her because like they're like who is she tell us george what's her what's her deal huh (laughs) because she plays a kind of important role but it's like she's only mentioned in like these side moments so i do love it when fans just take something a writer has written and just run with it Mm -hmm. because they just really connect with that one element or they're really interested by that one element so good. You know you've reached a good point in like a writing career or a film career when char- when uh people see like a character or a place and just latch onto it and yeah. start doing fan fiction. Like mm-hmm. fan fiction is the ultimate sign that what you have made has like made it. Mm-hmm. Like if people are writing again if I ever like am part, if I ever do like a like a, a book or I like a showrunner or something, I don't know. Um, I will know that I have made it when I find the most filthy slash fiction I have ever laid eyes on, written about characters. E for if I, I I need to wince when I'm reading it to know <laughs> that I have made it. That or it has a crossover with Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, oh you've made God! It. So it seems no. like every fandom on AO3 has been crossover in some way or another. It's so hard to search fanfiction on AO3 because always the top results for like when you hit like the number of hits is always a crossover with (laughs) fucking Harry Potter. And I'm like, no! No, I don't want it! All that to say, shout out to fanfic writers because you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, just stop crossing it with fucking Harry Potter. (laughs) God damn it. So, essentially, by reading through this large tome of fan fiction, uh, <laughs> no, it's actually history. It's, it's, a it's real fan. life history, <laughs> not real fantasy. Life thing. Uh, they basically find out that Balin and his company managed to actually set up like a small thriving colony here in Moria. And they were doing some more mining and excavation. They were finding gold, Durin's axe. And then they found true silver. 
uh, Mithril. They were going to begin mining it, and it would bring prosperity to Durin's folk, and it would be all fantastic. Until, essentially, they come across this line. Balin, Lord of Moria, fell in Dimril Dale. He went alone to look in Miramir. An orc shot him from behind a stone. We slew the orc, but many more, up from east, up the silver load. And so yeah. poor Balin. Uh, he was Lord of Moria for less than five years. And I'm still... They, they did actually make it, though, and got to, like... They got to establish. Yeah, and it wasn't just like a show up and die scenario. And the and uh, I should have mentioned the dwarf who is writing in this book is Ori uh, of the Company of Thorin. Ori, Balin, and Oin were the dwarves who went to Moria. So Balin is the first to die. And is a mirror 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 mirror. Is that the Mirror lake Mirror. that they haven't seen yet? Because it's on the other side? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that is the natural lake with the crown of stars in it. Um, and, yeah, it's... it's it's Balin was basically killed while doing something, in my mind, which is kind of religious, which is gazing into Mirror Mare, mm. which is something dwarves tend to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you pass Mirror Mare, you have to go up to where Durin was, take a look. And Ooh. just reflect. Yeah, a little meditation. Yeah, Relatable. self-reflection. I, too, love to look into a lake and ponder. <laughs> One of my favorite activities. <laughs> I really uh, like this so... next section, if you want to read it, that it is grim reading, because it is... It's so yeah. sad. It is grim reading, he said. I fear that end was cruel. Listen, we cannot get out. We cannot get out. They've taken the bridge in the second hall. Frar and Loni and Nali fell there. And there are four lines smeared so that I can only read went five days ago. The last lines run, The pool is up to the wall at Westgate. The watcher in the water took oin. We cannot get out. The end comes. And then drums, drums in the deep. I wonder what that means. The last thing written is in a trailing scrawl of elf letters. They are coming. There is nothing more. Gandalf paused and stood in silent thought. That gives me chills. The last I love thing how that someone, they read is they are coming. Yeah, I love how Ori took the time to write that ominous message down right before he was obviously murdered. Uh. Ugh. It's like, what can you do? They're just like sitting there listening to it coming upon them, just preparing. I could yeah. never be in war. <laughs> Thank God I don't have just, to. Just stuck, pinned down in this one like chamber. Yeah. Whew. Disturbing. And they're like, well, we better get going. Uh, Gimli, make sure you take this book back to Dane in the Lonely Mountain if you ever return there, because he's probably going to want to know. And it makes me wonder if the book of the Chamber of Mazarbul got out, because he gives it to Gimli, and then that's the last we hear about the book in Uh all the books. We never hear about 
so I wonder if like Gimli like finally gets home and he's unpacking all his stuff from his adventures and he pulls out the book. He's like, "Oh shit, I forgot I still have this book. I need to give Just this to the king." Got stuck on the bottom of the suitcase. Mm-hmm. I could totally imagine it being in a like a museum. It's like open, open leaves page for for young dwarves to read. They hear drums in the deep as they're about to leave the room. And they realize that they are now trapped in this very chamber where Ori had his last stand. And so they quickly kind of slam the doors, but they leave the east doors open ajar just in case they need to escape out that way. And they kind of hold their ground. There's an attack by orcs. Uh, I do love how Gandalf is like, don't close the door yet. I gotta say something really cool. And then he yells out into the dark, who comes hither to disturb the rest of Balin, Lord of Moria? <laughs> and then, like, they shoot arrows, and then they finally close the door. Uh, they brought him being like, wait, let me just yell something real quick. Right. I was expecting a spell or something. Let me get the Let me get the last word in. <laughs> Very Gandalf of him. So, essentially, like, they try to close the door, but this troll gets its foot in the door, and it's, like, prying it open. And all of a sudden, Frodo gets fucking pissed, and he draws his dagger and yells, For the Shire! For the Shire! And, like, just jams it into the foot. And, okay, before and then... that, Boromir tried to hit the foot, and it damaged his blade, right? His sword uh, ring glanced aside yes. and fell from his shaken hand. The blade was notched. Yes. It That's might be wild. because uh, Sting is an elvish blade from Gondolin. It's, like, really well made. It was made for tough. Sorry. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever need to stab a troll's foot while escaping an ancient dwarven kingdom? Use Ford. <laughs> In the background, it's just... There's your meme for the episode. (laughs) You're just a simple country boy from the Shire. Sometimes you need to stab a troll in the foot. And I love how encouraging Aragorn is, going, One for the Shire! The Hobbit's bite is deep! You have a good blade, Frodo, son of Drogo. Way to go, Frodo little stabby boy and they fight yeah and they fight and there's like a lull in the action and they're about to run out of the eastern door when all of a sudden this great orc chieftain barrels in and he knocks boromir aside and he actually like gets the better of aragorn and kind of like parries his blade and he then just throws his spear right at frodo because again we cannot have an action sequence without Frodo getting hurt in some he way. He is always getting stabbed. Always getting boy, stabbed and grabbed. My boy needs to wear fucking, fucking Kevlar or some shit. Like, this boy is getting hit so much. Well, thank God he has the mithril on because... Yeah, he has. He does have, actually. Ugh. He has Kevlar on. He's got fantasy yeah. Kevlar. <laughs> uh, and then they just... They kill him and immediately just pick up uh, Aragorn, picks up Frodo, and they all start to run. run. And I love this little note. Gimli had to be dragged away by Legolas. Gimli was ready to go down. Well, yeah, uh, because 
then read the next part. In spite of the peril, he lingered by Balin's tomb with his head bowed. He wasn't there to fight. He was very unwilling to leave Balin's tomb, Mm -hmm. to leave this kinsman behind. And so they run out. Frodo at least gives Aragorn a sign that he's all right. Which makes Aragorn almost drop him. <laughs> it's like startled, like I'm okay. He's like, "Bitch, you got stabbed." And that's how you again know how crazy that that uh, spear was because Aragorn thought he he had died. Yeah, and he's just like walking away. And again, I was like, "Hey, uh, shut up and keep running. I'm gonna hold the door here. I'm gonna cast a spell on it." And they all go down the stairs and basically wait for Gandalf when all of a sudden there's this massive crash. And Gandalf comes down and he goes, well, well, that's over. (laughs) And essentially the drums are still going, uh, but they're muffled and farther away. Mm -hmm. And this gives them like a moment to kind of catch a breath and like start escaping essentially. And Gandalf does mention his spell he used. Like, there was a counterspell that kind of took the wind out of him. Yeah. Uh, later on, once they're walking through these halls, uh, Gimli uh, says, What happened away up there at the door? Did you meet the beater of the drums? I do not know, answered Gandalf, but I found myself suddenly faced by something that I have not met before. I could think of nothing to do but try and put a shutting spell on the door. I know many, but to do things of that kind rightly requires time, and even then the door can be broken by strength. As I stood there, I could hear orc voices on the other side. At any moment, I thought they would burst it open. I could not hear what was said, but they seemed to be talking in their own hideous language. All I caught was, gosh, that is fire. Then something came into the chamber. I felt it through the door, and the orcs themselves were afraid and fell silent. It laid hold of the iron ring, and then it pierced me, and by spell. What it was I cannot guess, but I have never felt such a challenge. The counterspell was terrible. It nearly broke me. For an instant the door left my control and began to open. I had to speak a a word of command. That proved too great a strain. The door burst in pieces. Something dark as a cloud was blocking out all the light inside, and I was thrown backwards down the stairs. All the wall gave way, and the roof of the chamber as well, I think. So, I love this element. Again, you know things are getting serious when you have Gandalf saying, yeah, I was out of my element Mm -hmm. there. I was facing something that I did not know. I thought it was just orcs and trolls that we can handle. But no, it was something like much more powerful. And to something the point he's that never counter spell. Yeah, ne- never seen or felt before. I love how Gandalf is always this like very powerful leader and guide, and it's whenever he can't handle something, you know, you know, shit's about to go down. You know, mm-hmm. it's a legit danger. And I do love this moment where uh, Gandalf's like, "Okay, well, uh, also, are you okay, Frodo? <laughs> you good, my there dude? Not... You were kind of stabbed there." There was not time to say so, but I never, I've never been more delighted in all my life when you spoke. I feared it was a brave but dead hobbit that Aragorn was carrying. What about me? said Frodo. I am alive and whole, I think. I am bruised and in pain, but it's not too bad. Hobbits are made of a stuff so tough that I've never met the like of it. Had I known, I would have spoken softer in the inn at Bree. That spear thrust would have skewered a wild boar. Well, it did not skewer me, I am glad to say. 
And then Gandalf saying, you take after Bilbo. Yeah. There's more about you than meets the eye, as I said of him long ago. Frodo wondered if the remark meant more than it said. Mm. As if Gandalf's like, bitch, I know you got his magic mithril coat. The one that's worth more than all of the Shire and everything in it. I know you got the Gucci, <laughs> the Gucci jacket from your <laughs> Gucci uncle. Mithril. Gucci, it's Gucci. Yeah, oh my god, like, I need to, like, Photoshop Frodo wearing the mithril coat, but it's just got, like, the Gucci fucking I'm imagining it in a window on, on, like, Rodeo Drive or some other, like, fashion street. And it's just yeah. Frodo and sparkling, like, in the window. Like it's kind of open a bit to show off a bit of his chest. And he's just, like... With some little curls, chest hair peeking yeah. out. He's a cover girl. <laughs> He's fabulous. <laughs> Frodo's fabulous. They see a light ahead. So they carry ahead. down the hall. Yeah, they carry down the hall, and they see a light ahead, but it's the red light of fire. And Gandalf's like, well, the orcs were talking about fire. Maybe the lower halls are on fire. Maybe they need to call the fire department. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe they should. Maybe that's all. But no bother. We'll just keep going. And so they have to get through the second hall of Old Moria. And I love this description of the second hall. Before them was another cavernous hall. It was loftier and far longer than the one in which they had slept. They were near its eastern end. Westward it ran away into darkness. Down the center stalked a double line of towering pillars. They were carved like bowls of mighty trees whose boughs upheld the roof with branching tracery of stone. Their stems were smooth and black, but a red glow was darkly mirrored in their sides. And I just love that description. And, again, you can see this place in Lord of the Rings Online. You can see these massive pillars that look like trees holding up this roof, and it's just fantastic yeah. to look at. Did I ever tell you about how in, um, what is it called? The the face, Facebook or Meta's Oculus, the VR headset, you can, like, stand in Casa Doom. Oh, no, I, is, I didn't know that. It's just, like, kind of a holding screen for when you're, like, choosing games. So you can't, uh -huh. like, walk around and explore. But you, like, yeah. stand, stand on the platform. It was, like, a Rings of Power promo. Um, so cool. Because you just look around, like, up and below and around. And it feels like you're in the halls. And you can, like, hear the kind of, like, echo of like it. Like, ambience. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. If anyone has an Oculus, it's a free download on the waiting screen you could check out. Yeah, that sounds badass. That's cool. one thing I'm really excited for, like, VR and stuff, is for people to basically remake, like, things from fantasy yeah. novels. And you can just stand in the... Like, you want to be in the Red Keep from Game of Thrones? You can be in the Red Keep from you Game can. of Thrones. You can, and it's so wanna be, so cool. You want to just kind of hang out in the... Sh oh, imagine uh, an app for Oculus where it is basically... um like an Oculus version of a Kindle where you can download a book and you can read a book in a surrounding Ooh. of your choice. Like you can be sitting in Bilbo's e garden. You can re like be in Bilbo's garden flipping through yeah. like Lord of the Rings. Oh. No one take my idea. <laughs> I need it... work when I get to LA. Damn it. Zuckerberg come sponsor us. Zuckerberg! I don't want anything to do with that arachnid-looking motherfucker. No, we'll just take his money. And then All right, fine. I'll whore myself out if needs <laughs> be. Anyway. 
besides my ass being on sale. Uh, <laughs> they They're... do see that there are these massive kind of fissures that have opened up in the floor, and there's fire kind of burning out from under them. And they hear, like, the drums being, like, starting to appear, I like, further the drums, down the hall where they, they can't see. sound like doom. So it's also daunting. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of beat do you think they're uh, hitting out? Never gonna like give meme. you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna around and forget you. Oh god, that would be sinister. <laughs> just Rick roll. Ominous, ominously approaching like Rick Astley. Just like, <laughs> never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. And <laughs> just getting louder. And then he just rises from the flames. Hall. The Balrog is Rick Astley confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Head cannon. <laughs> when a stranger's to love, you know the rules, and so do I. It's a good song, though. It is. Um, <laughs> you should know you send it to me enough on TikTok, goddammit. So, luckily for the moment, uh, the orcs are cut off from the party by one of these fissures. And they start running to the other side where there's a massive black chasm in front of them with just a slender bridge of stone mm -hmm. that crosses over it. And this is kind of the main defense of Khazad-dûm because there were no doors on the eastern gate like there were on the western gate. The eastern gate is always open. There are no doors there. You could just walk in. But this, you had to cross this little bridge to basically leave Moria. Let's hope you're not and afraid so, of heights. Oh yeah, like there's no railings or nothing. Nope. Like I would I could not cross the bridge of Casa Doom. I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm stay here, actually, guys. Oh I totally I'm would gonna... cross it. I'd be all for it. No ropes. Are you a chains. thrill seeker? I love climbing and cliff jumping. Oh god. Except into bodies of water. I wouldn't, of course, I wouldn't parachute like, or like There's there's a void dive. beneath you. Is it different if like you realize there's nothing below you. Like, there could be water down there, but at that height, it will kill you. If there, there could be stone, it will kill you. Or there could just be nothing, and you keep falling for eternity. If it was just, like, me, yeah. If there was, like, a fiery devil and some uh, Rick Astley drums, no. God. <laughs> I, I think that's a brilliant defense mechanism, that you only can take it one by one, too. Yeah. So there is no chance of any armies like kind of. Yeah. So they can basically, control. you can basically hold the bridge with just like a few warriors, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, so they all start crossing over, and by then, uh, trolls are coming over with like these big slabs of stone to kind of put over the flaming fissures and start moving across. And then you and have then the we order with. See what the enemy is. Gimli leading Pippin and Mary. Straight on and up the stair beyond the door. The ranks of the orcs had opened, and they crowded away as if they themselves were afraid. Something was coming up behind them. What it was could not be seen. It was like a great shadow, in the middle of which was a, ter was a dark form, of man-shape, maybe, yet greater. And a power and terror seemed to be in it, and to go before it. It came to the edge of the fire, and the light faded, as if a cloud had bent over it. Then, with a rush, it leapt across the fissure. The flames roared up to greet it and wreathed about it, and a black smoke swirled in the air. 
its streaming mane kindled and blazed behind it, and its right hand was ablaze like a stabbing tongue of fire, in its left it held a whip of many thongs. A Balrog. Balrog is come. God damn, what a description. It's it's like like just how shadowy and just kind of amorphous this thing is. That it's not just a common goblin where you can say, "Oh, that bitch ugly." No, like this one's like wreathed in darkness. I, you can't even tell what it is. Yeah, truly sounds like a demon coming up from hell too. The dark figure streaming with fire raced towards them. The orcs yelled and poured over the stone gangways. Then Boromir raised his horn and blew. Loud the challenge rang and bellowed like the shout of many throats under the cavernous roof. For a moment, the orcs quailed and the fiery shadow halted. Then the echoes died as suddenly as a flame blown out by a dark wind and the enemy advanced again. Over the bridge! cried Gandalf, recalling his strength. Fly! This is a foe beyond any of you. I must hold the narrow way. Fly! Aragorn and Boromir did not heed the command, but still held their ground side by side behind Gandalf at the far end of the bridge. The others halted just within the doorway at the hall's end and turned, unable to leave their leader to face the enemy alone. The Balrog reached the bridge. Gandalf stood in the middle of the span, leaning on the staff in his left hand, but in his other hand, Glamdring gleamed, cold and white. His enemy halted again, facing him, and the shadow about it reached out like two vast wings. It raised the whip, and the thongs whined and cracked. Fire came from its nostrils, but Gandalf stood firm. You cannot pass, he said. The orc stood still, and a dead silence fell. I am a servant of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Arnor. You cannot pass. The dark fire will not avail you, flame of Udun. Go back to the shadow. You cannot pass. The Balrog made no answer. Iron, it seemed to die, but the darkness grew. It stepped forward slowly onto the bridge, and suddenly it drew itself up to a great height, and its wings were spread from wall to wall. But still Gandalf could be seen, glimmering in the gloom. He seemed small, and altogether alone, gray and bent, like a wizened tree before the onset of a storm. From out of the shadow a red sword leaped flaming. Glamdring glittered white in answer. There was a reaming clash and a stab of white fire, the Balrog fell back, and its sword flew up in molten fragments. The wizard swayed on the bridge, stepped back a pace, and then again stood still. You cannot pass, he said. With a bound, the Balrog leaped full upon the bridge, its whip whirled and hissed. He cannot stand alone, cried Aragorn suddenly, and ran back along the bridge. Elendil, he shouted. I'm with you, Gandalf. Gondor! cried Boromir and leaped after him. At that moment, Gandalf lifted his staff, and crying aloud, he smote the bridge before him. The staff broke asunder and fell from his hand. A blinding sheet of white flame sprang up. The bridge cracked. Right at the Balrog's feet it broke, and the stone upon which it stood crashed into the gulf, while the rest remained, poised, quivering like a tongue of rock thrust out into emptiness. With a terrible cry, the Balrog fell forward, and its shadow plunged down and vanished. Even as it fell, it swung its whip, and the thongs lashed and curled about the wizard's knees, dragging him to the brink. He staggered and fell, grasped vainly at the stone, and slid into the abyss. Fly, you fools! He cried, and was gone. The fires went out, and blank darkness fell. 
The company stood rooted with horror, staring into the pit. Even as Aragorn and Boromir came flying back, the rest of the bridge cracked and fell. With a cry, Aragorn roused them. Come, I will lead you now, he called. We must obey his last command. Follow me. They stumbled wildly up the great stairs beyond the door, Aragorn leading, Boromir at the rear. At the top was a wide, echoing passage. Along this they fled. Frodo heard Sam at his side weeping, and then he found that he himself was weeping as he ran. Doom, 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 the drumbeats rolled behind, mournful now and slow. Doom. They ran on. The light grew before them. Great shafts pierced the roof. They ran swifter. They passed into a hall, bright with daylight from its high windows in the east. They fled across it. Through its huge broken doors they passed, and suddenly, before them, the great gates opened, an arch of blazing light. There was a guard of orcs crouching in the shadows behind the great doorpost, towering on either side, but the gates were shattered and cast down. Aragorn smote to the ground the captain that stood in his path, and the rest fled in terror of his wrath. The company swept past them and took no heed of them. Out of the gates they ran and sprang down the huge and age-worn steps, the threshold of Moria. Thus at last they came beyond hope under the sky and felt the wind on their faces. They did not halt until they were out of bowshot from the walls. Dimril Dale lay about them. The shadow of the misty mountains lay upon it, but eastwards there was a golden light on the land. It was but one hour after noon. The sun was shining, the clouds were white and high. They looked back. Dark yawned the archway of the gates under the mountain shadow. Faint and far beneath the earth rolled the slow drum beats. No. The thin black smoke trailed out. Nothing else was to be seen. The dale all around was empty. Doom. Grief at last wholly overcame them, and they wept long, some standing in silent, some cast upon the ground. Doom. Doom. The drum beats faded. Oof. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. When I so, saw this for the first time in the movie, I was like, no! Yeah, I was, I was about to ask. I was going to say, what was your reaction to actually seeing Gandalf die in Fellowship of the Ring? I had... Because I envy Molly for being the I one to witness this. I had the notion that everyone was staring at me at this moment. Like, Basically, I, yeah. I knew some shit was about to go down. And it was, it was mostly shock. Like... I knew he was a main character and couldn't comprehend that he would die in the first movie. I had the knowledge of Gandalf the White, the Grey. Yeah. Other color. Gandalf the White. He's currently um, Gandalf the Grey. But I ha I didn't, like, I had never connected that, that he would be back again. I was just yeah. like, oh shit, he's... Well, I guess that's it. But what a way to go. What a badass way yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so impactful in the movie because the soundtrack is just... Yeah. How everyone is kind of grieving in their own way. I believe... I'm trying to go off memory. I think you have uh, Aragorn trying to hold Gimli back from running back in. Mm. Uh, you have... Sam with a hand just on his head crying. You have Mary looking after Pippin who is weeping openly. Um because yeah. in the movie they kind of make it Pippin's fault that they're kind of revealed. Oh, I don't remember that. 
so like there's this there's this theory that in the movie Pippin blames himself because like he twists that skull his that skeleton's head and it falls back into the well mm. in the movie um so there's that theory uh you have Legolas who's just kind of shell shocked yeah he's and a man Boromir. of little words yeah especially with Orlando Bloom <laughs> yeah. no offense Orlando um and then you just have Frodo who's just looking sorrowfully into the distance mm-hmm. and so and, just watch your fearless yeah. leader just fall and not Gone. just his leader his friend yeah like, this is gandalf this is like the equivalent of like the uncle who would check in on him every the godfather <laughs> like this is yeah this is like bilbo's like good friend who would like see how they're doing and that you cannot pass line is just so iconic yeah. And the fact that he he held through to it. The Balrog did not yeah. pass. He may have gone down with it, but like he saved he saved the fellowship. And it's very uh interesting that when you think of how the fact of Gandalf and the Balrog are both Maiar. They are technically on even ground. Of course, it would take someone like Gandalf to be able to counter the power of the Balrog, mm. and vice versa. So far, the only things that have kind of stood in Gandalf's way have been other Maiar, be yeah, it Saruman right. yeah. or the Balrog. Yeah. So it just kind of makes you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Does, uh, does Gandalf know what a Balrog is? is well legolas says he, what it is so it's like people know what a balrog it. he knows of balrogs but he's never encountered no one, one has himself. ever just encountered one yeah yeah uh like the balrogs would have been present in like the wars of the first stage but i don't believe gandalf participated in those wars mm. i think he was still just back in balinor yeah because he's not a warrior Maiar. he's a he's a Maiar of guidance and yeah that kind of thing so I do love how Legolas innately knows what it is. Legolas would never have seen a, a Balrog before mm-hmm. in his life, but there's this innate part of him as an elf uh, because Balrogs were known as elf banes because they were just so good at killing elves Damn. that he'd be like, oh, fuck. This is where I go. And then, yeah. And then uh, I do love how Gimli just call, calls it, oh, that's Durin's Bane, obviously. It couldn't be anything else. That's so fucking intimidating. That must be Durin's Bane. <laughs> um. And now another moment of silence for Gandalf. Now another moment. Rip rip to the OG. Yeah, the homie. He was a real one. I wonder if we'll see him again. May he rest in power. Who knows? I Fuck don't. Him. Of course, if Aaron was on the podcast, Aaron would be like, oh, thank God he's gone. At least we now have, like, several chapters without Gandalf being around. <laughs> I am excited for him. No, no spoilers. We'll, we'll get there when we get there. But, we'll but, get there when we get But there. his whole thing is a little confusing to me, so I'm excited to dive into. To actually read yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Yeah, what a chapter! The fellowship like has short, now but... left Moria. Yeah, they. Are... I love also how it contrasts 
with like the dark and the fire inside the mountain. But when they escape, it's like it's it's one in it's one in the afternoon. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. It's like they didn't just lose a a buddy and face the devil. The only the only remnants of what they've just experienced are the reverberating booms coming from deep in the mountain, and that's it. Doom. So good. Good chapter. Uh, Exciting. Yeah, good chapter. Short, sweet. A lot happened. A lot of good talking points. Probably would have been longer if they had included just a random song or some shit, but. They were a little busy. No, to, we, couldn't uh, be, we couldn't have any singing. Only death. Yeah, they were way too busy to do any songs in this one. What if they had like a running song? Just like... <laughs> I'm just imagining another epic rap battle against the Balrog. Like Gandalf oh, starts God. like spitting some bars and... Gandalf! That's it! Balrog! Oh, God. Are they still making epic rap battles of history? I don't know. Do the kids know? Do the kids know about those? Remember, remember when that was a thing? That, that was, was so my high fun. school career. That was just... <laughs> it was going up to people with my iPod Touch and being like, hey, have you guys watched this yet? You know, there are spinoffs. Oh, the iPod Touch. I've watched the Critical Role ones you sent me. Those are good. Yeah. I do like those. They're, they're cool. Shout out to epic rap. Yep. Epic Lloyd and the other guy. <laughs> I don't remember who the other guy is. Thanks, nice. All I remember is Lloyd. Um, <laughs> Man, this is like a cliffhanger, legit. But I'm yeah. S- before like now we have a little break. Now oh, I gotta wait to. Well, see. we don't have we don't have our break now. We'll have one more episode. Oh, we get to go to Lothlorien yeah. and then take a little break. Yeah, because this comes out uh, next week. And okay. then the 17th gotcha. will be our little break. Which is kind of what the Fellowship does when they're in Lothlorien. They Good. take like a month break in Lothlorien. Yeah, because Frodo got stabbed. He, he needs to rest. No, he's fine. There's literally half of it. It's like, what are we going to do now that Gandalf's dead? And also the fact that time works differently in Lothlorien. Ew. But we'll get to that. Oh, I'm excited. Rings of power have that effect, baby. Hey. All right, so unless there are any other things you'd like to touch on, I don't think so. From this chapter, uh, I think we'll close it there. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening to our thank shit, you, y'all. Everyone for listening to our shit. As always, you can can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com/slash/thesillymarillion. You can find us on Twitter. We are not verified. Fuck that. We're not paying <laughs> eight bucks. No blue check uh, for us. But you can. But you can find us at Silly Marillions at Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, also not verified, at Good Looking Geek. Uh, and you can find Tori verified at <laughs> Tori Yellow underscore. Don't put that rumor out to the people. What if What if you were like the only one in our friend group who was verified? Gag me. I would be the least suspected too, and I would do the one just curveball. Man, it's always the quiet ones, you know? <laughs> uh, you can also join our Discord. Uh, I forget how you do that. There's an invite link. On Patreon. There's links. DM us There's if you links. can't find the link. Yeah, we'll, we'll respond if you need to find it. 
special thanks, as always, to Jack Hook, our composer, Yay, for Jack. composing our intro and outro music. Mu- the music. The music. I love that music. Fucking love it. It's Paul Hollywood. He's back. But he's bitch. back. I missed him. You better. <laughs> he's about to. You're about to get Paul Hollywood twenty four okay, seven when I get back. out to the West Coast. <laughs> anyway, and special thanks as always to Evelyn, yeah, our Evelyn. fantastic uh, illustrator for this. Uh, our current Fellowship of the Ring cover art, uh, and. Yeah, special mm-hmm. thanks to all our patrons over on Patreon. Thanks, and thanks for to our us. listeners for listening and your love letters. And our listeners who don't pay us. They do now. They listen to our ads or they skip our ads. But either way, we get... We Wait, we have ads now? Yeah. We have ads, baby. I don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could be giving us sweet ad change. Uh, Anyways, anyway, love thanks, you. Thanks, thanks everyone. For listening to our shit. Bye bye. Da da da.